Hello and welcome to This is a Man's World, the She Who Dares Wins podcast. It's 2020, folks, and I am so excited to be back. If you're new to the podcast and you're wondering what to expect, well, crazy, funny, and hopefully some entertaining stories from my world of construction over the past 13 years, combined with episodes where I have special guests who are women who are also surviving in a man's world, whether it be in their career or their hobby. We share stories and delve deep into important topics like harassment, pay disparity, and how to handle yourself in a male-dominated field. Hopefully some, if not all of that, tickles your fancy, and you'll stick with us for what I know is going to be an awesome year of podcasts. My guest this week is Sean Doyle. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello. Um, So we should probably let the audience know how we got connected. Um, As per usual, it's always through Instagram. But I um, posted a post about, posted a post, that sounds good, um, about (laughs) um, women in construction and uh, issues that they've come across, harassment, etc. And um, you shot me a message. And the reason I was quite intrigued with you um, was because you said you are a um, tarmac truck driver. I know that's wrong. There's a special term. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't even know myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I drive our tar spreader machine. So, like, I don't even know what the term is. Um, and, yeah, that's it. I'm also just kind of a labourer as well. So, we don't always use the tar spreading machine. It's only for big jobs. Okay. But we do quite a lot of private work so it's driveways mainly and a lot of them you know the machine won't fit up there say around houses and things like that so a lot of the time I'm wheeling a wheelbarrow of tar as well so I also drive a wheelbarrow (laughs) (laughs) which is very technical Um, but for anyone out there that's listening and um, I'm trying to explain for anyone that's kind of not into construction a so tarmac I think they call it tarmac in America as well so we have a lot of US yeah, or, or asphalt. Or at the one. Okay, perfect. So yeah. it's the huge machine where that gets put in and then you run that machine and it comes out the back and effectively yeah. spreads it onto the road surface. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it spreads it um evenly and level um from behind. So it comes in through the front and out at the back. Yeah, that's Great. it really. Okay, now I, w- I want to add in there because I um, I used to work on housing estates and we used to get the tarmacers in. I've done rows too as well. And it is probably the hottest and I'd say <laughs> kind of dirty and smelliest job in construction. Yeah, it's not the most glamorous, definitely not. Um, and like anyone that I've talked to that works on building sites says that like tarmac crews are all lovely and nice to be around then once tar arrives like everyone just goes crazy and like it's so true as soon as tar arrives it's like a different world like everyone just goes mad because obviously the tar has to be hot when you lay it and like if anything goes wrong you're pretty much screwed 
So, um, yeah, and sure, look, you go home smelling like tar and like you wash your hair twice, it still doesn't come out. Yeah. It's not the worst smell out there, but it's also not the nicest. But yeah, it's a dirty job at the best of times. And you're right, it's stressful because that's you just literally hit home to me when tarmaxed you. I used to, so my job was like um, setting out engineers. So once the, the road was kind of ready, I used to do my dips to make sure that the stone's ready for the tarmac. And and you're right, when the tarmac has arrived, if, if there was a little bit of stone missing or if things weren't up to level, like shit hit the fan. And, and as an engineer, yeah. I used to sweat. Like I used to be like, because also it's there's a lot of money. Tarmac is so expensive. I didn't realise this when I started yeah. my job. I was like, so the tarmacers want to get the tarmac down as quick as possible. But then yeah. the company that have got you in also want to make sure that they're not paying for any more tarmac than they need. So it's, yeah. it, it, it's kind of the job where everything, it's a, bit, a little bit like concrete, everything has to be put in place for the job yeah. to run smoothly. It's not something you can just go up, turn up and say, oh, let's have a cup of tea. And then when the wagons come, no. it's, yeah, it's, it's stressful. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. Um, luckily, we get our jobs ready ourselves a lot of the time. So, you know, once we arrive on site, we're pretty confident that everything is ready to go and it's fine. Um, sometimes, obviously, we do have other contractors that get it ready for us. But you always have to go the day before and just check it because there's no point in us turning up with a couple of loads of tar and it not being right. Exactly. The whole lot just goes to waste because if once the tar is down you can't you can't do anything to fix it and sure if the levels aren't right you end up with puddles and that's the whole point of tar is that you don't have puddles or a mess around your house like so yeah everything has to be spot on before you get started definitely okay so we know it's highly stressful we know it's, yes. it's dirty and smoky and we know it's hot work um yeah. let's just let's just revert back so how did you and um, these machine, the, the bigger machines are huge and, and even a wheelbarrow, you know. But let's let's how did you get into um tarmacking? Well, um, our company is running now about I'd say about 40 years, I think it is this year. My granddad got it started, and then my dad and uncle took it over from him. So our house is joined to the site. So my whole life it's been on my doorstep. Okay. Um, so growing up, I used to always be out with my granddad working on the site. You know, when I was eight, I was driving the forklift and unloading loads for delivery men and things like that. Um, and I used to always love, yeah, going, working with my dad if I could at all. Um, and then I suppose as I got a bit older, I kind of went away from that and I actually went into beauty, which is totally the other end of wow totally the other end careers. yeah like I couldn't be more different and like true like I am a true girly girl like when I told my friends what I was going to do they just no one believes me <laughs> everybody believe everyone thinks that I work in the office and that's it <laughs> even when I go training courses any kind of networking event they all just presume I work in the office and I don't at all I don't do anything in the office so um, what happened was I traveled a bit. I um, I had my first little boy in England. And when I was on maternity leave, decided to move home. So when my maternity leave was over, I had no job, kind of. No, I had no job. That's simple okay. as. Um, and I had to ask my dad, like, what's the crack with the business? Like, is who's going to take over? So I have brothers and cousins. 
um, that are male and they have no interest really. Like my brothers work, you know, in summer jobs and things like that, but no real interest in a career in it or, you know, getting into it fully. So um, he just said, Asher, look, we'll just run it into the ground. That was his answer. Um, And I was, you know, I was like, sure, I'll take over. I've always enjoyed it. Jokingly and just kind of left it at that. Uh Um, And then one day my dad texted me and was like, hey, are you free? Me and Alan want to have a chat with you. And I was like, God, am I in trouble? (laughs) So um, I met them when they finished work and they put it to me. What do you think? Do you want to give it a go? Um, Do you want to learn from the bottom and, you know, work your way up? Um, Just see, even give it six months, see what you think. So the next day I was out on site in my boots and you know, we work here and I think the lads, because the lads that work here have worked with them for years. So like they would have seen me as a child and I I know they were like, what is she doing here? So, <laughs> I went off with them anyway. And yeah, since then I haven't looked back. I couldn't go back to working in a salon for definite. Right. Um, I love it. <laughs> and I can't believe it myself. Yeah, so, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. A, to come from an industry that is completely different. Um, But then also to have, like, it really warms my heart when I speak to women and and even young girls that are starting out whose fathers have been in the industry or families have been in the industry and are just so supportive. And yeah, and and changing, you know, everything, businesses used to be so-and-so and and sons, especially in construction. And it's so nice to think that, um, guys out there are saying, well, actually, my daughter's more than capable and, yeah, I'd be proud enough yeah. to have her run a business. Yeah, and that's it. Like, I I can't even believe myself. Like, obviously, my dad and uncle are, like, I know they're always supportive, but, like, they've, they've surprised me to a certain extent as well <laughs> by how supportive they are and how much they get behind me with doing things. So, yeah, I'm delighted now. I couldn't... I wouldn't change it now for anything. Even, you know, I just couldn't. I'm just back off maternity leave now as well. And I couldn't wait to get back. I could Uh not wait to get back outside working. From your experience side of things, you grew up knowing the business and and seeing the work being done and then when you came in and like you say you kind of started at the bottom um and on site were, were you did everything go as you thought it would be um and how you perceive things or were you then exposed to other areas of the business or the industry where you were like okay this is a little bit shocking or how's that journey been for you um I suppose realistically I had no idea what goes into it Right. Do you know, like I would have just seen them coming in and out. Like I thought my dad just drove around pricing jobs, having a great time all day. Um, like I really had no idea what actually goes into it all. Um, and even simple, like, well, what are simple things now, I suppose, of like just even how the vans and lorries work and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, things like that, I just couldn't leave, you know. Yeah, it's it, it's another world, isn't it? Um, but it's exciting when you see what goes into not only running a business, but in a world of construction where things are fast paced. Um, yeah. And also, like, you, you're, you're a little bit alone. Um, 
like, oh yeah totally. yeah yeah and, and how like how did you feel with that um obviously the guys yeah. guess you work with know that your dad and your yeah. business and that you're coming through um how were you treated because I think it's hard for people that go into family businesses almost harder than those that don't because there's sometimes um not animosity but like people think oh you know she's only here because it's a dad's business or whatever have you felt that way or did they just embrace you how did that yeah thankfully like I I think I've been very lucky I've had a very good kind of change over into it and like the lads like I am one of the lads there's never been a case where oh take it easy on her she's a girl do you know and to me that's amazing yeah. Because I did not want to be treated any different. Do you know, obviously there's things I simply cannot do, you know, um, it, just the strength alone. Do you know that? Yeah. Uh, but that's fine, you know, and everyone gets that. It's not a big deal. Um, but I have been very lucky. I think at the start they were kind of like, ah, oh, here she's going to last a week or two, do you know, um, because there's some lads that come along and are just not able for it. Which is understandable because it is, it's hard graft. Like it is heavy, heavy work at times. Um, But you just, you have to start low. Like, you know, Mm. obviously at the start, I wasn't carrying as much in a wheelbarrow as I was before I went off being pregnant. You know, like it worked, you have to build it up. Yeah. Um, So I've been lucky in that sense that from the start, like I don't feel like I've been treated different because I'm the boss's daughter. But I suppose there probably is some aspects that are because of that and obviously being a girl too, there are slight differences, but I don't feel like there's been a whole lot. Um, I think it would have been different now if I went and worked for another um, company that maybe, you know, had loads and loads of lads working there. I think maybe then I wouldn't have had such a good adjustment. Right. Because we only have a couple of lads working for us. Like there's only about seven, I think, at the moment. So and where is a family run business like they've had the time to spend not time, but like even the lads will take me aside and show me how to do things properly from the start. You know, there's never it's only once or twice I've been told here, do that. And I'm like, what? How do I do that? How do I even go about it? And thankfully, they've. um they've helped me really, really have helped me from the start um, and onwards. Like I'm still learning massively every day. I'm only doing it really two years, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite new. I need to like, I, I mean, anything in any world of construction doesn't matter what you do. I think, you know, I'm 13 years in and, and every day is still a learning curve. And that's what's, yeah. that's what's so exciting about the industry. And I think that's what keeps hold of, of you know yeah, lots of absolutely. workers because it's just yeah. it, you know, it, it is something new every day um yeah that is it 100 percent. no day is the same um even if you're at the same job for a cup like we're only ever for maybe a week at most or two at one job where we we're somewhere different most days um but even that like every day is just so different and it's just so nice to see the job coming from the start to the finish yeah. Um, and with our work, we can do a lot of, say, like before and after pictures for, um, you know, Instagram and stuff like that. And they're just so effective because and you get such a good um, feeling from that as well. At the end, you're like, geez, like we really made a difference. It looks great. 
That, yeah, and again, yeah, that's you've hit the nail on the head. That's something a lot of um, women that I talk to say as well is that you get to physically look at your work and um, and see the fruits of your labour at the end of yeah. the day, which in other jobs, I guess, I guess you don't really um, always get. Um, no, and we get to see it from the start to the finish. You know, we don't have get, we don't just do bits of it, and you know, you get to see the whole the whole finished result. Really, it's yeah, great. Sense of pride. Yeah. And then like I do also get the other side of it where I could be out on jobs and like especially where it's all kind of private. So the people in the house will come out and have a chat and they're always shocked to see a girl. Like, yeah. I don't I've never come across another girl working here. I know and we're only from a small enough town in, in Ireland. Um, but never have I come across another girl in the construction industry yet. I don't think I've ever come across um, a girl that's in tarmacking. Yes, <laughs> well, you're the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm I'm just looking here at your little picture on on Skype, and I have to ask, like you say, yeah, you know, you're quite a girly girl. You you were a beautician. Yeah. Like, did you adapt when you um, worked in construction and just thought, oh, do you know what, no makeup, blend in, or I, if you just being like, hell, this is me, um, and turn up, you know. Um, it's you fine. It depends. Sometimes I'll arrive in and I'm tanned from head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the day before I could look rough as. Um, no, like I'm very much myself still. Like when I'm out of work, at work, like men, like when we're on site, people walk by me and go, well, lads, or morning lads. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. They don't realise I'm a girl. That's what I'm, I probably look like a 12-year-old boy. But um, I'm so glad that it's not just me that feels that no, way. No. <laughs> no, no, I definitely get that all the time. Um, so, yeah, I don't look like myself. Well, I suppose it is me at work now. But um, when I'm at home, then, no, definitely makeup. I probably uh, have stepped back a bit more. Like before, if I was going anywhere, I would have had to put makeup and, you know, the whole lot on. Whereas now, yeah, if I'm going out, I'm done up to the nines. But that's probably the only time. But then I have two kids too. So that comes into yeah. it now as well. I feel yeah, I feel yeah. Let's let's talk about that because um, one of the messages you yeah. sent was that you went through maternity as well. And, and my pregnancy picture does the rounds on Instagram and you yeah. said that you were um, in a similar situation. So, yeah, talk yeah. us through that. Yeah, so I, um, I've i got an eight-month-old little girl now. So my first, my little boy's three. So when I was pregnant with him, I was working in a beauty salon. Right. So that was fine, you know, pregnancy, working there, no bother at all, doing nails and stuff. Don't get me wrong, I felt like I was under pressure at times right. doing that in that environment too. Um, but sure, look construction and pregnancy is just totally different yeah. um sure no site I go to has a toilet for starters oh uh, yeah because you're you at college. yeah okay yeah so the odd person will say to you here if you need to use the bathroom come in you know but like I'm going in with like muddy boots and everything like I'd have to be desperate <laughs> before I do that um, and most of the times I don't even get the offer so oh. yeah like as soon as I found out I was pregnant um I kept going for the first few weeks and that, but it got to the point where I just had to listen to my body. And like, if I'm not driving the machine, um, it's all heavy work. 
And yeah. like, I'm used to it and I was. So I felt like for the first while I was like, no, like I can do this still within reason. So I did step back and kind of didn't do as much heavy lifting and stuff like that. But like women in fitness, like your body's built up for it. Like you're able to do it. Yeah. Um, but it got to a certain point then where I was just like, there's nothing I can do here on site. Like I was doing little bits and pieces, but when you're tiring, it's all heavy lifting. It's all madness. It's all go, go, go. Um, so even filling water drums, I couldn't lift them. So um, at that point, I kind of st- took a step back and I was pricing jobs more so and, um, you know, doing the running around for the lad. And even still, I'm not quite back to work fully yet that's still what I'm doing um I when I was pregnant I was any job that needed the machine driven I was still going in and driving it um up until about 30 weeks oh wow yeah so last January was the last time but I ended up in hospital the night after Uh and they thought I was going into labor um and I do then I was like I've just totally overdone it just totally a full day of work I was like it's just too much um so then I totally took a step back and I was just chilling really <laughs> waiting yeah, the way it's hard isn't it because you feel like yeah. I, I felt a sense of almost like letting people down yeah but that's totally is, yeah but the reality is like your body is going I mean everyone's pregnancy is different but yeah. I think everyone goes through that you know your body is, is like building a human there's so much that goes into yeah. that um you really do have to cut yourself a break and and think actually you know what I'm, what my body's doing and what it's going through is a is a huge amount to yeah. deal with. um that's and even you feel fine like that's the tough part I find yeah. you feel physically like you should be able to still run barrels of tire but obviously <laughs> you have to be realistic and um, realise that you can't. Hi everyone, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just wanted to let you know that if you want to connect with me via Instagram, YouTube or Twitter, then you can do by following the links that are in the show notes. You can also check out the She Who Dares Wins shop at www.shewhodareswins.com where you can bag yourself some awesome, uniquely designed t-shirts. As a podcast listener, use the code NEW10 new Ten to grab yourself a 10% discount from the shop today. So... Yeah. And like that, like I felt, especially like I still had 10 weeks to go at that stage. And I was like, oh my God, I like, I genuinely don't know how women are stay at home mothers. I think they're amazing. Yeah. I just go stir crazy. Yeah. And I was missing work before I'd even started maternity leave (laughs) at that point. Um, So yeah, when it came to it, like I just couldn't wait to get back. And now when I go to work and I'm out on site, I feel like I'm having a break. Which is mad. <laughs> no, I say that to people all the time. I'm like, it, it, like people say, how do you work in construction? Like how, and especially like if you have to manage teams or manage a project and they're like, it must be so stressful. And I'm like, hell, I'll take a hundred construction workers over one toddler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a yeah, stop play on a rainy day. 
Yeah, I go to work and I'm like, yes, I can listen to my own music on the way there. I go and I'm like, I don't have to look after anybody. This is great. Yeah, yeah. And in some respects, it's kind of sometimes it's from my world. Going to work is also like working with toddlers. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, the flip side of this. I'm like, my, you know, my toddler actually behaves um, in a more socially acceptable yeah. Than people on site, <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, I suppose it's two, yeah, two worlds the same. So, yeah. so what's like a, a day if we were to um, be sat down with a group of girls now, and they were saying, yeah. right, okay, driving a tarmac machine and laying tarmac, you know, what yeah. what does that involve? You said there's kind of like heavy labour, but what what's um what's like a daily schedule for you? Gosh, it's hard to say because every day is quite different. Um, but usually, um, like we'd be out on at, on our yard at about half seven in the morning, um, get the vans ready and set off around eight, get to the job and like the tar is usually like it could be there as soon as we arrive. Right. Um, so we have it down to a T of where all the equipment needs to be for different steps. And, you know, like our lads um, are doing it years. So they um, they are they're well, like ready for everything. So I have to get the machine sorted. So, you know, like simple things like make sure it's got diesel and um, it has to be heated up because if it's not hot um like the tar doesn't spread evenly and it sticks to it. Okay. So, um, so I, that's what my kind of responsibility is, I suppose. So I go in, make sure it's all hot enough. And once the machine's hot enough, we're ready to go. Um, so I just get into place and that's it. We set so off. It's quite a quick, quick process, isn't it? Cause you have to, you like, yeah. have to move quite quickly with, um, yeah. Um, I'm always, if I'm on a site where there's a, a tarmac, I'm always hovering over either the freshly laid tar or the guy with the heat pipe or the heat gun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come over here. This is so nice and warm. Yeah, that is it. Like it is. It's great. Um, it's great in the winter, but not so good in the summer. Yeah, because so. you guys have to wear full protective, like, yeah. almost like long sleeves and long trousers. Yeah. So and it can be sickening now in the summer, um, and especially up on the machine, um, you get the fumes of it, right. and where it goes in the front, it comes out underneath. But like I stand when I'm driving, I just find that it's easier to, like my sense of direction and spatial awareness is better when I'm standing in the middle because okay. they're so big and they're they're long, um, like there's seats like you would a, a car. But for some reason, I can't I can't drive it like that. I think every other driver does, but not me. So where I stand, the the, the steam and the heat comes up underneath me. Okay. So it's just it's very hot and it can be sickening. Um, and that was one thing again when I was pregnant, I struggled with at times. I used to have to like try and just take a deep breath of like fresh air every so often because the smell. You? You know, when you're pregnant, like the smells get to you more than anything I yeah. I found anyway. Um, and that is one thing that was a bit hard, but again, I got by it. So it was okay. <laughs> oh, awesome. And how like how do you how did you learn to drive without sounding patronizing? Yeah. 
machines on site are huge and like yeah. you know yeah. what you drive is very specific um yeah like, like there's how no did, how did like, you start to learn um from what i'm aware of anyway there's no ticket in it so you can't no. go and get your ticket driving this that i know of i've never come across one advertised anywhere maybe in england or somewhere but definitely not in ireland um so before me my uncle was the one that drove it so we were tiring um a castle a driveway one one year when I was fairly new to it and um he got me up on it and said to me um my my aim now is that you're going to be driving this machine and I was like no way no way <laughs> hell am I ever driving this thing it just looked so complicated there's so many different switches and like settings and I was just like there's no way I'm going to be able to drive this um, but he was like, you are, you are. And I was like, oh God, you know, scared then. <laughs> um, so I set up with him and watched him and I was trying to take in as much as I could. And like, it definitely helped without a doubt. Um, but then there's a, a firm here um, that's quite a lot bigger than us that would have a couple of tar crews um, now, and they do roadways more so. So they like we get our tar from them they've got quarry and everything um so my dad rang me one day and was like so you're going off with Fergie and his his gang tomorrow and I was like excuse me <laughs> he's like yeah you're going to go and work with them for a few days and I was like ah here like it's hard enough going out to the lads on the first day that you know never yeah. mind going with a new crew and new guys that you've never met before um, to learn how to drive the machine and I was just like oh my god what have you done to me you've just thrown me under the bus like come on <laughs> went anyway I was like no I have to do this suck it up come on and uh, went with them for a few days and just took it in yeah and that was it came back then and kind of just started driving around our yard a bit um, with filling trying to just practice and sure, even at that, I thought, I am never going to get this. Like, um, but then, yeah, just practice loads, just loads and loads of practice. And I think it got to the point one day where they were like, right, Alan can't do it today. You've got to do it. And I was just like, oh, my God. Uh oh. <laughs> um, and like you say with tar, like if it goes wrong, like sure, the whole thing is, is fecked. Like yeah. you're that it. You know, you've ruined it. So, yeah, yeah at the start, there's a lot of pressure. And even still, like, if I have an off day at all, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Um, but it always works out fine. Thank God. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I love that. But um, you just, yeah, you just got to go for it, haven't you? And by the sounds of yeah. it, and, and I haven't looked back since, which is incredible. Yeah. Like when I first started, one of the, you know, my dad said things to me and I was like, oh, I'll try, I'll try. And one of the things that stuck with me was don't ever say you'll try, you'll do. do so yeah. that always stuck with me. Right. I won't try. I'll do it. Because nice. otherwise, sure, try is just a cop out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, I tried, but yeah, it yeah. didn't work out. Um, yeah. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Um, and Tony, you sound like we were talking I think connected through my post about you know inappropriate comments and stuff and by the sounds of things you work with a great team um yeah. lads and and yeah you come across the general public because you're you're dealing with them as clients um yeah. but do you have any like I always say on this podcast we discuss the good the bad and the ugly um yeah. 
do you have any like funny experiences or any crazy experiences or anything that's kind of um I suppose kicked you in the teeth and thought oh god why am I doing this um that come to mind that that you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners gosh I don't know um I know like it's not it's not major but I know one day, not that long ago, I was filling up the machine um, from the back of a lorry that was actually with the firm I went with to train. And um, the fella, like the lorry driver, um, just said to me, well, make sure our lads don't see you driving that. They'll start employing women. Ha, ha, ha. And I was just like, do you know what I mean? I was like, I've already trained with your lads. They know I'm better than their drivers. (laughs) And um, I was like, that's just like, it's just not on, you know. It's the comments like that are just like, yeah, you just, yeah. I say this to people, like you get comments, but, and they're in, they're idiots in every industry. Yeah. You know, people that don't um, think before they, they talk or whatever. And yeah. uh, I think sometimes it can affect us a little bit more just because we look around and don't see any other women doing our work. So we kind of. So, I mean, I in the past have questioned my like my belonging. Like, oh, okay, actually, do I belong here? And but you know what? Like, I'm sure you're you're similar to me in that with age, you just think, oh, go do one. It's irrelevant. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because like from the start, I've I've kind of had a feeling of I want to prove myself. Right. Um, right. And like I I went um like I've got my rigid license for driving. You know the trucks. And um, I was doing my kind of lessons and I was driving our truck with our driver and again up in this quarry, you know, just in and out. And the lads were all like, Jesus, she's driving the lorry. What the hell, you know? And then one day I went in myself and into the office and just at the Weybridge and they said, well, Shauna, how's the driving going? I was like, great. I passed my test. And they were like, what? Already? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I did it. They were like, Jesus, fair play to you. They were all delighted then. They, they, they were shocked, but also like, oh my God, well done. And I was like, there you go now. I'm taking this seriously. Do you know, like, I'm yeah, not just yeah. here for like the crack. Like I am, I do want to do this, you know. Yeah. I think secretly we always feel like we have to prove something. Yeah, yeah, I totally do. Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm hoping that will change in the future when more women come in or I suppose there's a bit more acceptance. Um, but yeah. yeah. Do you know, I kind of take it though as it's my way of spurring myself on, you know. Like it's it would be so much easier to just at times turn away and go, I, I'm going back to work in the salon. It's so much easier. But I'm like, no, I want to prove myself. I want to show these lads I am as good as the lads, do you know. And I, like, I know I get what you're saying and that we shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't feel like that. But I find it as good, too. Yeah, it's, it's like it's empowering, isn't it? It's, it, it's, yeah. it, it makes you think, well, you know, if I can if I can do this and and also, like you say, it pushes you on. So you couldn't drive um, a tarmac machine and, and um, a truck and and then you've done it and it's like it spurs you on to the next thing doesn't it you think well yeah. actually what else can I do and I think yeah. I think that's that's an amazing um thing to have in life uh, because then the more you accomplish the more you strive for something else and yeah it's really yeah. empowering um yeah firmly believe that uh, I kind of never looked at it that way but yeah you're right it's, yeah. um, 
it's a nice positive way of looking um, about the challenges that you've already overcome and then what you want to go and chase in the future. Yeah, that is it. So what, yeah. what's in the future for you? Are you um, taking, uh, taking on the business and then what? what yeah, what has- that is the ultimate goal is that um, I'll be running things. Um, so from the start, I've just been learning from the bottom up. Um, because there's no point in me taking over things but not having a clue how things actually are done properly Um, so I think for now I'm just going to continue on working but I am hoping to more so go over to the say uh, pricing and getting jobs in and so I've been doing it a bit but I think I need to work on it a bit more because I find when I go to jobs often People are totally fine, but then I do also get the people that um, don't even listen to me. I get the I get the kind of you know impression that they're like, "Who's this one now?" You know, like she hasn't got a clue. Yeah. And I even find that people will be trying to catch me out nearly at times. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that is what I'm working on now. Is that hopefully sooner rather than later I'll be taken a bit more seriously on that side of things now um, so, so a new challenge then I guess like you say you've kind of uh, got your way in with with what you're doing on the tarmac inside but then stepping over to the pricing you've got and I think sometimes that's harder like meeting with clients yeah. because you yeah. can't tell them to to feck off <laughs> yeah, that's it and like with that with the lads that I work with every day I feel like you know, they get that I I'm gonna do as as much as I can. Like I'm not taking a step back. Yeah. Um like I am working as hard as I can and and the other like people that we work with regularly, they all see that as well, like that I am taking it seriously, you know. Yeah. Um but it's just yeah, the people that you meet as a once off in that sort of situation, um yeah that's what I'm working on now I don't know if it's confidence I need a bit more of or what but I'll get there in the end no I think it's it's a hard one like um first impressions yeah it's it's a human nature isn't it where you you look at someone and I mean like I get it all the time again it's with people that don't know me and you can't within a space of like 10 seconds or even like a half an hour an hour's meeting with someone you can't put across that you've got 13 years worth of experience in the industry that you know what you're doing because you know if you're not talking about which would be a bit weird if you just went in and blurt off every achievement you've ever done (laughs) and it's it's not fair because guys don't have to do that but the reality is and this is sometimes where I, I sit back and I think, okay, maybe have a little bit of empathy. I think that's the wrong word, maybe. But for the person that you're meeting, in that they've never come across a woman in this position before. And then I think, yeah. well, that's down to their personality and their life experience to say, oh, actually, let me just treat her the same as I would a guy, um, which yeah. you don't always get. So, it, yeah, it's a tough one. I wish I could say that I had the answer for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a confidence thing and and, and not yeah. care what people think, which is hard when, when like, you're trying to win business or, like you say, come yeah. to professional to a client. And that is it. Like, I do just try to come across as confident as I can, especially, like, when they're trying to catch me out, that's the one that I hate. I'm like, what are you trying to achieve here? you know I know what I'm talking about um like if I don't have the answer I'll get it for you 
But yeah. don't try and catch me out like I am stupid, do you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know going forward. I think I think that's just going to come with com- uh, confidence with time as well and just doing uh, pricing more. So that's the only way you can get by it, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think do you think the catching out thing is quite interesting? That? Do you think that's like a power thing or like where do you think? From, coming from there. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because I do find the people that are like that, they're like, it's often the wife and the husband. And the wife is like fully like thinking, this is great, you know, and yeah. asking all the right questions. But then the husband's there looking up into the sky and not listening and then going, and sure, why would we do that? And, uh, you know, silly questions and I come back with the best answer I can and as confident as I can. But, you know, they're just like, you know what they're thinking. This, yeah. You know, what's she talking about? She doesn't know what what she's on about kind of thing. Yeah. Which do is think, hard. Do you, do you think it's a generational thing? Because I feel yeah. like the younger guys that I work with, um, like, don't have that attitude because they're a bit yeah. more open minded. Whereas I think there's a, like, I, I try not to, like, put people in boxes, but there's kind yeah. of of like over 50s no 100% like I didn't want to kind of try and generalize (laughs) but I find it's like yeah 50 plus men and generally farmers (laughs) (laughs) but but then it's not not only them either you know but um yeah it's hard but I think in time I think yeah in time it's just gonna hopefully change the laughter (laughs) Yeah, yeah totally Oh, I mean, like, thanks so much for chatting to me, Shawnee. You've been, you've really opened my eyes up and it's been wonderful talking to you. And I think, like I say, you're my first um, tarmac driver and <laughs> by the sounds of it, going to be soon, you know, running a business and it, and your story really is inspiring. I'm hoping there are lots of girls out there that, you know, just listen to this and think, oh, that's interesting. And, and that might be something that I'm good at or I want to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it sounds like you're you're nailing every part of it and learning along the way. So yeah, just want to say massive thanks for coming on and, and having well, a thank chat you with for me. Asking me. I'm delighted to be on. And I'm going to put down in the description um, if you send me your social links, and then also yeah. if you don't mind the company that you work for, your family business, and and we'll let people go and have a look and, and see kind of what work you do. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, one final thing I will just ask you to do. Is, yeah, uh, if, there, if there is someone out there that, that thinks, oh, I fancy, I fancy doing this and you've inspired them, um, yeah. what kind of words of wisdom would you have for them? I think just go for it. Yeah. Definitely. Like, you can always go back to your original job, um, but there's no point in reaching, you know, older years and thinking, oh, I wish I could have done that or I wish I'd given it a go. Um, you know, you'll never regret something you tried. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think definitely do it I could never four years ago I would never have said I'd be doing tarmac I was totally a beautician true and true and and I just think go for it if the opportunity comes up um give it a go you just never know you never know how things will go yeah awesome words of wisdom there and um my (laughs) challenge now is to find a woman out there that's made such a big transition from beautician to Tom Rattrick. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to win. I don't think I'm going to beat it. No. 
<laughs> thank you so much for being a guest um you've been amazing and i wish you all the best on the family business for the future and keep doing what you're doing uh you're incredible and um thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon yeah definitely thank you cheers <laughs>